0: Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. 199. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. That's me. I'm your host, Kurt Savick, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's see when the world is gonna end. But first, as always, we have shout-outs. Head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac if you want even more Paranormal Almanac, or if you just want to say, like, you know what, you, you did a good job, here's some money. That's a good way of giving me some money that goes back into the show so that I can actually buy some more stuff for the show. Whether it be recording equipment, uh, time to go to uh, investigations, go to sites, go to places, and do paranormal investigations. Paranormal equipment, not just like recording equipment, but paranormal equipment. That's the big one on the list now. Lately, that's been the big thing. I wanted to bulk up paranormal equipment so they can test it, tell you yay, tell you nay, What's necessary, what's not necessary on a paranormal investigation. Things that I would like, things that I have, that kind of stuff. All thanks to the patrons. And speaking of thanks to the patrons, shout-outs going out to, aw, that girl Tuesday. I love her. It says TNT love Kurt. Well, you know what? Kurt loves TNT right back. And Jay bizzle Jonathan, Andy, Tracy, Virginia, or Ginny, Robin, Tony, Flory, Jason, Vicky, Crow, Clay, Tim, Buzz, Tom, Lobito Works, Glacier, Maine, Isabel, Jen, Jen, Stacy, Tamara, Amber, Tracy, Matthew, Sandy, Kelly, Joe, Menace, the Beast, kick Magic, Robot, Webcomic, Sandy, Paige, Kaush, Sean, Andrew, Scott, Andrea, Devin, Melody, Ricardo, Vicky, Christopher, Vanessa, Marisol, Liam, Roger, Michael, Alicia, Becca, Jake, and the Beasties. Elizabeth Voidtech, Sherry. Artmuffin, Trudy, Tim. Hey, Tim. I had a great conversation with Tim. You'll hear all about that on the next episode. Kenneth, Paul, Ricardo, Ian, Armor Times 10, Alexandra, George, Seth, Zozo the Demon. Hayden, Cindy, Kim, Ashley, what's that? Carrie, Robin, Will, Lauren, and Phil Mangano. Russell, April, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Bob, Stacy, Jerry, Skaustin, Lindsay, Han, Megan, Matt, Jeff, T, Harley, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, the Lawrence Strawn, hey, howdy, hi, Veronica, I think it's her birthday coming up soon, if I remember correctly, autumn, if it is, happy birthday, and if it's not, well, your birthday will eventually be coming up, so happy happy birthday then, J. Mark, Manning, Carolyn, Martin, Jade, Nanashi, Chuck, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, just had a fun day with Todd and Jamie yesterday, Um, and Elijah even tuned in a little bit. So all three of them yesterday, Dan, Laura Pitts, and gamer fan with two special shout outs as always to Joe Teague and stitch. Yeah. Like I was saying, so yesterday, Todd, Jamie showed up, um, just to hang out, just have a good time. I haven't talked to him for a couple of weeks and they're. They're so nice to drive like an hour away to come and see me, and uh, so I thank them every time that, that you know, they do, because it's just a it's just a blast. It was a fun day. So Todd and I had talked about doing um, another live game show kind of thing, because a few weeks back we had done a live game show, just spur of the moment, didn't want to tell anybody, spur of the moment kind of a game show thing where we did like um, like a hot chip challenge kind of a thing, kind of like a hot wings challenge. And and on it, we said, you know, the next one, we're going to bump it up. We're going to make it a drinking challenge with trivia, with paranormal trivia. So I found this site that does almost like a, uh, like a Jeopardy, almost hit Family Feud again, almost like a Jeopardy kind of board. And it allows you to play Jeopardy, really, with questions that people wrote. And there's... Hundreds of questions about the paranormal. So I was like, oh, this will be fun. This will be cool. So Todd and I played for two hours. He drank like half a bottle of Jameson. I drank uh, not that much, but almost almost half a bottle of bamboo rum. And uh, we just had a blast. I can't thank Todd enough. I Just a good, fun time. For those that tuned in, um, it was fun. It really was. We we're, you know, we we're playing paranormal trivia, basically. So... I liked it so much that I'm going to do it again, not with the drinking to that level anyway, um, but just having, like, a live episode of just that. It was just a fun time answering questions, doing some trivia, just shooting the shit, and if you did, you know, watch it or, you know, live or on the replay of it, I actually gave a lot of, like, little trivia and tidbits and, and fun facts about not only Paranormal Almanac, but about the 200th episode. So if you can't wait one more week or you don't want it to be a surprise, or you want to spoil. Not really spoil. Well, I guess it's kind of spoilers. Um, I, I did give a couple of them on that, uh, that live show. But that's also why my voice sounds like it does, because it was a whole lot of fun shouting and just laughing and talking for two hours straight. But uh, so, again, if you want to listen to it or watch it or whatever, I think it's on Facebook Live. I know it's on Twitch. Um, yeah, check it out. It was fun. It really was a lot of fun. I do have one more special shout-out. I want to shout-out to Fishboy the band. His name is Eric. His band is Fishboy. You guys know it as the singer of Haunted Highway. You know that song, Haunted Highway? Um, I played it on a couple of episodes. It's kind of become like an unofficial song of Paranormal Almanac because it is that good. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it for you. I want to play it real quick so you know what I'm talking about. Here we go. Let me skip ahead. He's actually going to be on the 200th episode. I'll spoil that in case you didn't know. I think I've talked about it already, but he's going to be on the 200th episode. I did a, an interview with him, and it was just a blast. Here we go. Driving down a haunted this highway. Shadows passing through my truck. I pulled up to a gas station and a skeleton wiped the muck. Off my truck. Scream Hold on, let me skip ahead. Forever dead, forever, forever dead. dead. So this is the song. Never to walk the earth again. Like I said, I I chatted with them. Um, Last week or so, here, let me turn this down. The other style. the other week, I, I chatted All with him, and I had a great conversation door. with him. I didn't really know, really, what the interview was going to be about. I just knew it I it wanted to have him on the 200th Stared episode to talk about this song a little bit floor. and thank him, really, because, I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoy the shit out of this song. And then he turned out to just be the coolest, nicest guy, and the conversation just kept Shout-out going and kept going and kept going, and name. I felt like I was monopolizing his time, and I felt a little bit bad, I'll but... You know, he was genuinely enjoying it as well, it seems. So I want to give a special shout-out to Eric from Fishboy. Um, go on over to yofishboy.com to support awesome artists like him. You know, like, when people say, like, well, I, I listen to him on Spotify, so he gets that. No, no, I don't get anything from Spotify. I mean, I don't know how many. I know, I know I've know. i talked about this before. Here, i Killed kill the music. I know I've talked about this before in the past, but... um. It's great, and thank you. You don't have to give me anything. I don't want you to think, like, I'm now forcing you. If you listen to my podcast, now you owe me money. No. But what I'm saying is if you want to support an artist and think, well, you know, I listen to them on Spotify, so I'm supporting them. No, not really. The artists don't really get anything, especially at, like, my level or probably – I don't want to, you know, lump them in with my level, but Fishboy as well – Like, um, independent artists really don't get any money from that. And the best way to support them is through merch. So go over to YoFishBoy.com. If you're looking for the CD with that song on it, it's called Little D. Um, He only had a few copies left. So I'm I'm not joking when I say you should hurry up and order them because they're going fast. But he also has amazing... He's got purple vinyl um, for his new album. I mean, it's just... I absolutely... If there's one thing... Here's, the, here's a little fun fact about Kurt. I love colored vinyl. Absolutely love colored viny- vinyl. So if you go over to yofishboy.com and you click on store, you'll be able to find everything. But his new album's called "Weights Wait, Giving. Waits Giving, not What's Giving. Waits Giving. And it's on purple vinyl. If I could have a collection of, of albums all just multicolored vinyl, it would be the best thing ever. And I've got quite a quite a, a fair amount of them. If I ever have to move, it's gonna be just an absolute nightmare to move shit tons of vinyl. But it's my big, big thing, uh, and he's got a bunch of other stuff. He's got other vinyl. Uh, I recommend all of his albums, and I'm not. He's not paying me. He's not. He didn't even ask me to do this. But I am not shitting you when I say that I have fell down the Fishboy rabbit hole. On such a degree that I am a huge fan of his work. And I will be buying the rest of his stuff. I'm going to buy everything I can on vinyl from him. Uh, again, just to support him. His, uh, his name is Eric Michener, I believe. Uh, I, I, last name is, I think it's Michener. He's def- his name is definitely Eric. Uh, phenomenal guy. Very, very cool. Anyhow, like I said, I just wanted to give him a shout out. If you enjoyed that song... Throw them a few shekels, throw them some, throw them a couple of bucks because independent artists really, really do appreciate when someone buys something from them. I'm sure like, you know, Paul McCartney, I'm sure he likes it when people buy his album, but he's not gonna, you know, lose sleep if no one bought an album from him today. Whereas me, every time I see that little email from Tee Public that says, you've made a sale, it doesn't tell me who bought it. But it says, you've made a sale. Every time, no matter where I am, whether I'm at work or wherever, I look on my phone and see that email, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, honestly, it means the absolute world to me. So I guess I can kind of transition this into merch. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal almanac. I am actually wearing right now, because I haven't taken it off since yesterday, the uh, black top hat shirt. It's like a green hat. Alien Skull with a top hat on it. It's a 200th episode shirt. It doesn't say 200th on it anywhere, but just know it's a limited edition 200th shirt. And uh, again, warning, we're coming up on the 200th episode next week, which means those 200th episode shirts are going away. So if if there was a shirt that you did want for the 200th episode anyway, they will be going soon. I've already removed a few of them, and I'm going to remove some more. Alrighty, let's go right in into the hand fate update. Hand fate update, it's still here. Um, I've made, painted, and patinaed all of the ones that I'm gonna be making. I'm calling this round one for all the ones I'm gonna be making to sell. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a round two. It was a lot of work and a hell of a lot of money for materials and time. A hell of a lot of time as well. So I don't know if there is going to be a round two, but if there if you do want a hand of fate. You know, it's, it's going to be very limited. There's only going to be 20 made for right now. Like I said, if this if these blow up and if, like they're gone in a minute and everybody's like, damn it, I missed it. I want some. Okay, I might make a round two. But if it doesn't, and I'm sitting on these forever, this is it. This is all it's going to be. But um, there's 20. They're hand-numbered. They've been hand-painted, hand-patinaed by me, hand-poured, hand-sanded. I mean, everything from beginning to end by me. Um, they're exact replicas of the hand of fate except for the fact that you know they're made of plastic and not you know or resin or whatever you want to call it and don't weigh like 25 pounds but still neat nonetheless i hope you guys enjoy them all righty let's uh let's get right on into paranormal news Have you ever seen Bigfoot riding on the back of Nessie while being sucked up into the sky by a UFO, all to the soundtrack of A Choir of Ghost Cats, being led by a black-eyed child? Is this story true? There's only one place you're going to find out. Get all my news from Paranormal News. Listen carefully for the clues. The stories are strange and bizarre. It makes you wonder just who we are. This is paranormal news. Paranormal news. There's something in the shadows. Take it away, Kurt. Alrighty. Thanks again, Buzz. Absolutely love that one. Um, There is still time, and I mean, there's only a very, very short amount of time, but there is still time. If you do want to make some bumper music for the 200th episode for Paranormal News, uh, send it over to ParanormalAlmanac at gmail.com. Send it over to ParanormalAlmanac at gmail.com. There is a very finite amount of time left because I have been doing tons of recordings and interviews and bumper musics and fun stuff for the 200th episode already, but I haven't put it all together yet, which means there is some time to move some stuff around and have some fun. Okay, paranormal news. This is the reason I did this episode. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit more, but uh, here's the reason I did this episode. This is from, where is this? what's the date? August 22nd, so last week. There's a chilling theory that the world will end in the year 2060. And I forgot I was going to have to reload. There we go. Sir Isaac Newton is one of the most famous scientists in the world. And while we all know about that whole gravity thing, the fact that he was secretly an alchemist might come as a surprise. In fact, after his death in 1727, a series of notes written by Newton were discovered in which he conjured up philosopher's stone recipes and mocked scientists who didn't believe in God. That's interesting for a scientist. Mocking scientists who didn't believe in God. Most famously of all, Newton used his manuscripts to apply mathematical logic to Bible verses, which led the scientist to believe the world would end in 2060. Let's see. As for how he got that date, there was a TikToker named JK Ultra who says, Newton got the 2060 because he believed it would be 1,260 years that the corruption of the church would reign. He played around with a lot of different start dates, but he settled on the year 800 AD because that's when Charlemagne, pardon me, when Charlemagne would become the first Holy Roman Emperor. Uh, For context, in his manuscripts, Newton argued that the forms of Christianity had been corrupted, hence the 1,200 years of illegitimacy starting with Charlemagne, who was a devout Catholic. He keeps on, goes on to explain some more, saying, Sir Isaac Newton said the world was going to end in the year 2060. When this information became public in 2003, people were shocked. In his manuscripts, he believed that 2060 would be the return of Christ. Now, it is worth noting that Newton didn't suggest the world will go out in a big blaze of fire come 2060, but rather a new, a new divine era will commence. He didn't say it was going to be the end of the world. He said there will be war, famine, plague, the same thing everyone else does. Oh, I'm sorry. JK Ultra might be a woman. I apologized. I okay, shouldn't so have in assumed. The last video. We talked about how Sir Isaac Newton said the world was Yes, she's going a woman. And I partly apologize. When this information became public in 2003, people were shocked. I mean, this is the person who discovered gravity, developed the three laws of motion, invented calculus. However, in his personal manuscripts, was not only deeply religious. Believe that 2060 would be the return of Christ. 1936 his personal ma- Okay so she goes on to explain everything that I just talked about. I am so sorry. I hate the fact that I just misgendered somebody for no reason whatsoever. Then I saw the word TikTok ultra JK and I just assumed. Sorry, there was a video of someone doing a Irish dance for a sober checkpoint dance or sober checkpoint thingy and it distracted the shit out of me because it's right in the middle of the article. Way to go article. Way to confuse me live on air. Um, So that's about it. We call it. uh, This is what's called millennarian Sure. Why not? Um, But there you go. We got till 2060, according to Newton. And even then, it's not really the end of the world, as we'll as you will find out. End of the world means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I'm not going to get too big into it, but it's not exactly the end. Alrighty, up next in paranormal news, conspiracy theorists think the Large Hadron Collider transferred us into a parallel universe in its latest experiment. Yay. On Tuesday, the world's largest particle accelerator was turned on once again. After three years of upgrades and maintenance, it immediately observed three exotic particles for the first time. The Large Hadron Collider is now up and running and breaking records for the highest energy particle collisions ever performed. It's all pretty exciting with the teams involved searching for more information on the so-called God Particle, the higgs Boston, and signs of dark matter. But a lot of people went, oh, no, not again. If you remember, a lot of people think that that's the reason that we have uh, Mandela effects. Well, it's back. They say that, uh, so no one else is concerned that uh, that the CERN Collider will be turning on July 5th and opening up a portal and letting some dark-sided shit come through. Uh, it's time to get right with God and protect your energy, CERN. Anticipating the activation of CERN got me feeling some type of way. The fuck, the fuck gives y'all the right to be opening portals and shit? Isn't 2022 creepy enough? Sheesh. So, yeah, a lot of people think that uh, you're going to start seeing a lot more Mandela effects... Because, (laughs) because the uh, Hadron Collider's back on. In fact, segue right into the next article. Is CERN causing collective mass delusion by creating portals to alter dimensions and investigation? The Mandela effect is real, but no one knows what causes it. CERN would like you to know it's not their particle accelerator. This is on Vice, by the way. Cynthia Sue Larson has been on the lookout since July 5th when CERN turned on the most powerful particle accelerator for a third time. She's looking for reality shifts and Mandela effects or evidence of multiple universes, timelines, rips in the space-time continuum, or other evidence that reality as we know it has been distorted by the Large Hadron Collider. She says, I've been paying attention to see where... Whether reports of Mandela effects might increase now that the hard the Hadron, Hadron Collider has fired back up again. I'm just going to call it CERN from now on. So far, I've not noticed large-scale reports of new Mandela effects in the past day or so, though it does seem that there is a large and growing interest in the Mandela effect. Yeah, people love Mandela effects. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal dash almanac. I have a um, Mandela effect t-shirt that I quite like. I'm In fact, I bought one just the other day. She said, I've seen a lot of videos go viral making claims about CERN, and when I see it, it tells me we need to communicate even further because they're getting informed by the conspiracy theories they hear, says the particle physicist who works on CERN. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. How about we let um, the experts tell us some stuff? So, yeah, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but... um, Keep an eye out for Mandela effects. I think that's the big the big takeaway from this article is just keep an eye out for more Mandela effects. And if we do start seeing more of them again, maybe it isn't time travelers coming back and fucking with our timeline. Maybe it's maybe it is the Hadron Collider. That isn't that is another big theory. All right, let's see what this um, this TikToker has to say in this article. That's something to show you. Since when did double stuffed Ore... look? Bro, just because you misremembered something does not mean that CERN is going around changing your Oreos. There are much higher energy particle collisions happening in our atmosphere all the time. And so what CERN is doing is tiny in comparison. I can promise you we are not going around changing the labels oh, on I your love food. Her. Oh, I love her. Well, there you go. Right from a person who works on the Hadron Collider. But then again, isn't that what a person who works on the Hagen Collider would say? That's right. That's right. All right, let's move on to the uh, next story in paranormal news. Now, I didn't read this one. I saw the headline and went, oh, my God, I got to save that for paranormal news. And it just happened. It just came out seven hours ago. This is from the National Catholic Register nuns reveal hidden truth about the roswell ufo crash that's right a contemplative religious community in new mexico compares the 1947 incident to something far more compelling and amazing that occurred almost 2,000 years ago it was 75 years ago in july of 1947 you all know that you know what happened in roswell if you don't why the hell are you listening to this podcast uh but up so what do they make all this Jimmy Aiken is a convert into the Catholic faith and a registered contributor. He is also a popular apologist for the Catholic faith and host of the podcast. Nope, not plugging you. Fuck that noise. I don't know what you're saying on there. The most likely explanation of the Roswell incident is that a Project Mogul balloon chain crashed. Bullshit. Um, he goes on to say some shit that has been debunked left, right, and center. Boy, I'm so glad I didn't plug his shit because fuck that noise. Um... Let's go on. What do you say? Get, get with it. They say that the possibilities for the origin of the UFO, ultra terrestrials, non-human intelligence that shares our planet as their home, largely hidden from us. This would include entities that have presented themselves in various forms throughout history, such as in ancient mythological creatures, fairy folk. He also alludes that two other possible explanations are ultra dimensional beings originate from other dimensions or existences altogether. Oh, okay, okay sure. Give me one shred of evidence. Uh, I'm scrolling like a motherfucker right now. The Monastery Superior Mother Mary Angela, oh, I just swore, and then I started bringing her up, I'm sorry, has a certain reluctance in sharing thoughts on the events of 1947. She thinks that not fully informed about the events, nor on the results of the investigation that have taken place, she added that the community has never really sought to be informed, although we are naturally interested in what is said to have taken place in our locality. But she said something happened, but she doesn't know what it was. We don't know if there was a cover-up or withholding of information. Are you telling me that this entire article, wow, it really is. The entire article, the headline, nuns reveal hidden truth about Roswell. What's the hidden truth? They don't know what happened. Fuck you, National Catholic Register. I was so excited by that headline, you dickholes. You click-baited me. Son's a bitch. Moving on. Team spots UFO after seeing flashing object with a black orb while camping in the UK. That's right. A teenager in Cornwall spotted an unusual object in the night sky earlier this month. The UFO was originally thought to be a red star, but he said, me and my mate thought it was a red star or something. Then we saw it flash. I thought that ain't a red star because they don't flash. We took our phones out. We put them in night mode so we can get lots of weird pictures from it. We thought we had just got up at some pictures of it because there have been a few UFO sightings recently. Another camper, Chloe Dowling, said, We were basically stargazing, and me and my friend Robert thought we saw something out of of ordinary in the sky. It first appeared to be a light moving and flashing a variety of colors, red, blue, green, and of course white. He used his phone to zoom in on an unidentified object and caught some fascinating images. Yep. There's some lights in the sky. Look, I can say this because I've gone from a Samsung to an iPhone in the past year. iPhone's camera sucks. So if you think, oh, I'm going to get some great photos of this dot in the sky, in the night sky, because I click on night mode on an iPhone, you're not. iPhone cameras suck. Comparative to the Samsung camera, they suck. Alrighty, up next in Paranormal News, UFO spotted in sky over Easton. That's right, another UK uh, sighting. Said it looked very unusual. Was it over the area for about five to 10 minutes before disappearing? Uh, it was uh, spotted over East Bristol earlier this week. It was a circular light in the sky. They said that uh, the sighting was around 10 p.m. on Thursday. First, they thought it was a star, maybe even a helicopter. It was very bright, but it wasn't. But it was going very fast. It was going from the garden to the front of the house in a very. It was a small distance, but it looked very unusual. And I really think it could have been a UFO. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was a shooting star. So, two for two on uh, UK um, UFO sightings. Let's move on to the next one. Interestingly enough, make that three for three, Irishman. Accidentally captures image of UFO in Belfast while walking his dog. I have no idea what it could be, but it's definitely an unidentified flying object. That's right, a man from Belfast saw a UFO over the north county, north of the county on Wednesday night. His name is Brendan Rogan. Said he was out walking his dog. He took a photo of the sunset, didn't even realize he had caught anything until later that evening. When he reviewed the image of the sky, he spotted a mysterious object floating in the background, and they said, Holy crap! It's a UFO, and it does. It's a great-looking photo. There is something very UFO-ish in the center of the the image, and it doesn't appear to be like there was lint on the camera lens or something. So, very cool. Way to go, UK. Way to keep the uh, the UFO thing alive because uh, three for three in this week's episode alone. All righty, up next, paranormal news. Have you seen them? Two Bigfoot sightings reported in South Carolina in 2022 already. That's right. They already have had, two. the latest on August 7th in Hunting Island State Park. The Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization classified this as a Class A sighting. Circumstances where misinterpretations or misidentification of other animals can be ruled out with greater confidence. That's what makes it a Class A sighting. Basically, it's saying it's definitely not a deer. It's definitely not a bear. It's, you know, checking off the checklist of what it's not. The creature was walking upright taking strides quickly to our left and disappeared into the bush on the left side of the road directly in front of us. We only witnessed the lower torso of the creature as its head and shoulders were hidden behind a pine tree and a palmetto stump on the left side of the road. The uh, three witnesses reported their alleged encounter with Bigfoot to Huntington, to the Hunting Island State Park office. Uh, there was a sign uh, sighting during that day as well by a professional forester who identified wood knocks. He said, loud knocking sounds came from both sides of us. It didn't really sound mechanical, but like wood on wood. Each time I heard one, then I would hear another as if in response. And they said that the Bigfoot report from August 7th and July 5th are among dozens made in South Carolina since 1997, but two in 22 alone. Very cool. All right, moving on, though. I got a lots to get to, so let's keep moving on here. Speaking of Bigfoot, California has second most credible Bigfoot sightings, according to Bigfoot investigators. That's right. Way to go, California. Bigfoot's still being spotted all over the place. Uh, The Bigfoot Field Researcher Organization includes 500 people who, well, we all know what they do. They, uh, They go on to say that California has the second most sightings. They have 55 credible reports since the mid-1990s, with sightings in every state except Hawaii. Let's see, going down their list, Washington had 708, with California 459. Let's round out the top five: Florida 337, Ohio 318, Illinois at 302, and then Michigan comes in at eight. Just because I wanted to see where Michigan was on that list. All righty, up next in paranormal news. Oh, it's another, I didn't even realize I'd grabbed it. Uh, Bigfoot reported twice in South Carolina in 2022. Here's another article about it, but that's all right. I just told you about that one. So let's move on to the very last story in Paranormal News so we can get to this episode, find out when the world's going to end. Hopefully it doesn't end before I actually get to the episode. Uh, The last story is Bigfoot has been spotted more than 100 times in North Carolina. That's right. North Carolina moving up on the list all over north carolina but a hot spot in the dead center of montgomery county so if you live in montgomery county north carolina or or around there keep your eye out because you just might see bigfoot all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back with more paranormal almanac we are back that's right It's the magic, 199th episode of Paranormal Almanac. I cannot thank you enough for listening. Hopefully you're still listening to this point, because if not, I just thank you for absolutely nothing. But for those that are listening right now, I cannot thank you enough for listening. For those that have listened to every one of the 200 episodes, you know, 199 for right now, plus the live episodes that are on there, you are incredible. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you so, so much. I never would have guessed that A, I would even get to this point, and B, that anybody would care. But you do, and I did. Alrighty, so the past few months, like I said, have been just an absolute ton of emails and messages going out, trying to organize stuff, organize people. Some people got back to me, some people I haven't. Um, some people might get back to me before the 200th episode, which I might be able to plug them in still. But time is running out. Some plane just haven't responded, which is totally fine. I get it. They're big stars. They don't have time for a little old Kurt. But this podcast is growing by leaps and bounds year over year, has been since the beginning. Thankfully, I can put up confidently that I have well over a million Downloads. A million listens, a million times, someone has listened to me talk about some weird-ass shit on Paranormal Almanac, and that blows my mind every time, but I know the next episode is going to be great. So much stuff, so much different stuff, some reminiscing, some surprises, some s- surprises that were going to be surprises that I spoiled in that live thing, that I, the game show I did yesterday, but that's another episode, so let's focus on this one, the penultimate episode, if you will. Episode 199. Now, I said recently, the only thing that was going to stop me from the 200th episode is the end of the world. Then, on that same day, a news article came out about the date of the end of the world that I just talked to you about, that Isaac Newton one. That came out on the same day that I said, you know what, the only thing that's going to stop me from the 200th episode, end of the world. Then, on August 22nd, so last week, they were like, oh, Yeah. Well, here's the end of the world date, Kurt. And I thought, um, well, touche, universe, touche. I, I, I get it. Seems we still have some time. So on this episode, I figured, let's talk about that. Let's talk about when the world will end. And for me, anyway, how many times we've been warned and how many apocalypses we've survived. That's right. Whether you know it or not. We've lived through the end of the world multiple times. Me, currently, I have lived through 61 apocalypses. I looked it up. There's been 61 times in my lifetime that they said, world's going to end on this day. You're all going to die, heathens, you know, that kind of shit. So if the SATs have taught me anything using the transitive properties, I've survived 61 apocalypses, 61 ends of the world. I am immortal, which I got to say, that sounds just exhausting. I don't want to be immortal. That sounds just too much, like too much work. I've been poor my entire life up to this point. I don't want to be poor for another millennia, but let's go down some of these uh, end of the world predictions. Definitely not all of them. They would take far too long. And I don't want to make this episode just a stat filled episode on this date, This person said this it didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen. We're still here. But let's go over some of them. Like, let's go down the ones that happened in my lifetime. Not all of them, but just a couple of them. Just in my lifetime. So let's go back, 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 scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. There, we're stopping here. The first one in my lifetime. This one didn't happen in my lifetime, but in 1969, pre kurt Charles Manson predicted that helter-skelter, an apocalyptic race war, would occur in 1969. Thankfully, it didn't, and fuck that guy. But in my lifetime, we've got one from Herbert W. Armstrong. He said the second of three revised dates, so already right there, if you've got three revised dates, you you gave him a date, 1936. That didn't happen. He gave a second date, 1943. That didn't happen. And then he figured, I got to hedge my bet. I'm not going to go another four years or five years. No, I'm going to say 1972. It's far enough out there that if it's wrong, people will be like forgotten about it anyway by that point. But if it's right, oh, I said that. I said that way back in the day. Look, you're allowed to predict the end of the world. Cool. You did some funky math that I don't understand. You came up with a date, you have to stick to that date. That's it. You don't get another one. You don't get, I forgot to carry the one. So actually, nope, fuck you. You get one date. Everybody gets one. Thank you, Spider-Man. Everybody gets one. And if it doesn't happen, you suck, you move on, and you don't talk about the end of the world anymore. That's the new rule. I'm putting it down now. Y'all get one. Think about what date you want, but that's it. All righty, then we go some guy who was the leader of the Children of God said there would be a colossal doomsday event. Again, because of a comet. People like to bring up comets. Just, you know, like the, the end of the world people with the, like the Hale-Bopp comet, those guys, Heaven's Gate people. Look, comets don't give a shit about us. A comet flying by doesn't give a flying fuck about us and doesn't say anything about the end of the world. So knock that shit off. That's, that's check two list. Check two on my list of rules for end of the world. Comets, if you say, oh, it's because of a comet... Nope, end of the line. You don't even get a you don't get a date. You lose your date because you said the word comet. Let's see, uh, 1966. <clears throat> I wasn't born yet, but Jehovah Witnesses said that the fall of 1975 would be 6,000 years since man's creation. You should check that math too, because that's wrong. Rule three: If you're basing it on incorrect math, math that you can prove is wrong. You know the world is 6000 years old. Nope. You don't get a, you don't get an apocalyptic date. You're off. You're done. End of the line. The earth is flat. Fuck you. Go to the end of it. Not the end of the line. The end of the world. Earth. Go to the edge. Fall off. Prove to me that it's flat by falling off. But they said that it's been 6000 years, so boom, in 1975, we're all toast. Thankfully that didn't happen because as you know, Star Wars happened in 1977, and if I would have missed that, I would have been mad. Speaking of 1977, that's when the founder of the Christian Israelite church said, yep, the world's going to end in 1977. Some other dude, a Christian minister, said, yep, world's going to end no later than 1977. So he even kind of gave, he hedged his bet too, He was like, it's going to be no later than 1977. It could be earlier. It could be maybe like the 72, 74 range, but no later. Nope. End of the line. You don't get a date anymore. All right, let's skip into the 80s here. Let's jump down into the 80s. Let's go to 1982. Pat Robertson. Yeah, I know. Stick with me. He said in 1976 on his 700 Club TV program that the end of the world would come in 1982. Sadly, he survived because, you know, it would have been great if he died in 1972. Uh, but that, that's, I don't want to, I don't want to get into religion. I don't want to get into politics anymore on this podcast. I'm just going to move past it. Um, let's go to 1989. Kurt, long-haired mullet Kurt in high school rocking out already for years to They Might Be Giants. 1989, this guy named Edgar C. Wisnett, uh, by the way, first of all, he said it was going to end in 1988 because he said 88 reasons why the, the rapture could be in 1988. He wrote a book called that, and he said it'll occur somewhere between September 11th and September 13th of 1988. When that failed, he went, oh, no, 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 sorry, October 3rd. When that failed, then he went, shit, sorry, September 30th, 1989. Already violating the rule of multiple guesses, go to the end of the line. Let's go on to um, Harold Camping. This guy, this guy loved to throw out some dates. September 6th, 1994. September 29th, 1994. October 2nd, 1994. March 31st, 1995. He was just throwing out dates left and right, and he said, oh, sorry, never never mind, we're, we're still good, and then just sat around until 2011 when Dick Hole Herald Camping popped up, May 21st, 2011. He said, yep, this is going to be the one. It's going to happen, devastating earthquakes, rapture, May 21st, 2011. God's going to take 3% of the world to heaven. The end of the world would occur boom, toast, I guessed it, it didn't happen, then, October 21st, 2011, Harold Campen again, saying, okay, you know what, sorry, it, it was wrong, but here's the, here's the real date, October 21st, 2011, world is gonna end, the physical rapture, end of the world, then nothing, Harold, you're bad at this, get a hobby, Go pay to touch a boob. Do something, but what you're doing is bad and wrong and terrible. All right, let's go back into the 90s, though. The last one from the 90s, 1999. Whew, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, we're not going to make it. 2000, that's the end of it. We're done. Like Charles Berlitz, Han Ming Chen, James Gordon Lindsay, Timothy Dwight IV, Nazim al Hakani. they all said it's going to happen. It's either an asteroid, a pole shift, a nuclear holocaust. The world's just going to end from some judgment day kind of a thing. It's just going to be toast. We're never going to see the year 2000. Which leads me to the big one. That's right, the year 2000. You remember that one? You guys survived Y2K. Now, I will say, despite what a lot of people think, Y2K was a real thing. But we got ahead of it. We fixed it. It didn't happen. But some of these people were like, the Y2K bug is actually the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to use the Y2K bug to rise to power. When it didn't happen, they all went, oh, well, then never mind. We're good. I can still look at porn on computers. Ah, We're fine. Don't Who, who cares? So let's move on into the 2000s. We survived the 90s. I survived the 80s and the 70s. So let's get into the 2000s. The year 2000, a whole lot of people were like, we made it to 2000, but that's it. We don't get any more. World will end by the end of the year 2000, including some big ones like Sung Young Moon. That dude popped up. Jerry Falwell again. Stop already. Um, a bunch of various people. In fact, there's one just January 1st, 2000. Various people were like, it's gonna end But we made it through that, and now we're like, oh, no, that's going to end at the end of the year 2000 because it doesn't technically begin until 2001. So, So we'll make it through 2000, but 2001's coming up? Nope, we're never going to make it another step. And some of these came back to the 13th century where people were like, this is going to end at the end of the year 2000. From the 13th century, they were guessing, hedging their bets 700 years in the past or in the future. Uh, let's see, there's a lot of people for the year 2000, but we made it past that. So let's get into 2010. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn predicted the world would end in 2010. And it didn't. We're still here. But 2011, a shit ton of people. And you want to know why? Because of a comet. As we know from the rule book, flipping back through my rule book about the end of the world, if you see a comet, you move it. I, I, there's something I should rhyme with the word comet. Do you see a comet? You say, "God damn it!" Now, there's something there. I haven't figured it out quite yet, but there's going to be a rule that rhymes with the word comet that's about the end of the world. I need your guys' help to come up with that. That's your that's your prod that's your homework for today's episode. We need something about the end of the world not ending because of a comet that rhymes with the word comet. But um, a lot of people said that um, comet Elenin. Traveling almost directly between the earth and the sun would cause disturbances and the earth's crust, including massive earthquakes, tidal waves. Maybe it'll even collide with earth on October 16th. And scientists actually had to be like, "Shh, calm down. It's like 92 million miles away between earth and the sun. That's a lot of distance. We're good. Don't worry about that. And then when they said, well, it's going to hit us. And they went, no, it's not. Here's science. And people were like, I don't know, science. And then it passed and everybody was like, oof, we survived yet another comet. Then, the Mayan calendar, 2012. I'll talk more about a lot of these in a little bit, but briefly, 2012, the Mayan calendar. The thing that I had heard about forever that was so ingrained into my brain that I went, oh, yeah, well, the world's going to end in 2012. 2012. That's just how it is. And I wasn't, like, worried about it. I don't even remember being worried about it coming up to 2012. Like, in 2011, I wasn't like, I should really get my affairs together because, you know, I got one more year on this earth. I was more like, well, you know what? Cool. I had fun. Let's party. Let's have some sex. Let's let's do some stupid crap. Let's go see more. They might be Giants concerts because the world's going to end next year. And, of course, it didn't. But it wasn't just the Mayan calendar. No, people were like, Oh, it's going to be asteroid Nibiru is going to hit us. Some planet is going to hit us. An alien invasion. A supernova. They said that, look, you name it on that one. Earthquakes. Any any natural disaster movie kind of a thing. It's going to happen. And 2012 is the year. But it didn't. So let's go on to 2013. August 23rd. 2013, when a man named Rasputin, yeah, that Rasputin, the Russian mystic who died in 1960, 1916, he said, August 23rd, 2013, a storm would take place on this date where fire would destroy most life on land and Jesus would come back to earth to comfort those in distress. All right. Here's the thing with that one. I don't, I don't like these end of the worlds about like, because then Jesus is going to show up. Why does the world have to get just destroyed? And then Jesus is going to be like, Hey guys, I'm back. We're all good. Don't worry. I know the entire earth is on fire right now. It's cool. We're back. How about Jesus comes down when the earthquake's just about to start and the earth's about to rip apart or the asteroid's about to hit us and goes, Nope. And then gets rid of that. And then we're all good. Why does, why does the Earth have to go through some cataclysmic event and then Jesus shows up? That seems a little late to the party. That's just me. But yeah, even Rasputin got it wrong. That dude that did everything bad, he even got it wrong. Let's see that planet Nibiru. Yep, yeah, it's going to destroy us in 20 either September 23rd, 2017, possibly October 15th, 2017. So David Mead said, he's a conspiracy theorist. He said, yep, Naboor is going to hit us. It's going to be visible in the sky. It'll destroy the earth. Didn't happen on either of those days. And he went, oh, sorry. How about April 23rd, 2018? Nope. You only get one, David. End of the line. You lose. You get nothing. Um, So we're already up to, well, let's move up to 2021 when F. F. Kenton Bashore said in 2012, he was an American pastor, he said, rapture would occur 2021 at the latest. He hedged his bets too. And as you know, fuck 2021, we made it past it. Congratulations, everybody. So when's the next one? Well, we got a couple of years. You're good for the moment make some plans, go to Disneyland, do what you got to do, because you got to do it now, because the next ones, November 13th, 2026, that's right, Heinz von Forster, in 1960, in a science article, this scientist, Heinz von Forster, said, well, the date for the end of humanity will happen on November 13th, 2026. He got it down to the day because of overpopulation. He knows how much y'all are going to be fucking over the next four years and said, you guys got four more years because you guys are going to be pumping out kids left and right. And on November 13th, 2026, whoever has a kid on that date, just know you tipped us over the point to overpopulation. You fucked up and now overpopulation. You had to have a third kid. Well, Cindy in Nebraska, because you wanted little Ashley now overpopulated earth is doomed. Way to go. Couldn't keep your leg. You birth control people. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to learn one thing from this episode, let it be this. There's like so many things you have to learn from this episode. Birth control for the next four years. If you guys do it for the next 4 years, then you can, you know, start squirting out children left and right. I don't care. Speaking of 2026. The Messiah Foundation International. I've no idea what the Messiah Foundation International is. Hold on, I got to find out what the hell they are. It's a spiritual organization established in 2002. Um oh, no. It's just too much. Too many words. It, it doesn't matter. They said they have already met Jesus. Well, again, you think Jesus would give you exact dates, but they said the world will end in 2026 when an asteroid collides with Earth in accordance with Riaz Ahmed Gohar Shahi's predictions in his book, The Religion of God. All right. Again, you still got four years. On that one, it's not even overpopulation. An asteroid's going to hit us, so I take back what I said. You can have a bunch of kids, except for you, Cindy in Nebraska. You're going to push us over the edge. All righty, 2028. Was it Cindy? Yeah, I think it was. Whatever. doesn't matter. It's a bad bit anyway. 2028 is the next possible end of the world. This guy named Kent Holvend says, while clarifying, there is no way to be certain. That's a good way to start. When If you've got to say... Look, I want to clarify ahead of time. There's no way to be certain. But here's when the world is going to end. That is not a good start. He says, he speculated in 2015 that 2028 was, quote, the most likely year for the rapture. Kent, you only get one. Don't want to hear from you ever again. When it doesn't happen in 2028, just shut your mouth. Move on. What's next? Well, if you make it through all of those, as of right now, at the time of this recording, August 28th, 12.04 p.m. Pacific time, the next date at the end of the world will be December 31st, 21.29. If I'm still here, someone get a gun shoot me dead because I will be far too old and just put me out of my misery. You don't even need a gun by that point. I'll be turning to dust if you flick me in the nose. Just someone kill me if I'm still alive. But the uh, Sunni Muslim uh, theologian said that in a letter to one of his students, by applying numerology to the Hadith, I'm sorry, I'm going to get this wrong, and I apologize. I'm not doing it on purpose. Don't kill me. The Hadith, the Hadith that he had arrived at a date of 1545 for the arrival of Doomsday. Now, 1545, that's already happened. But hold on. In the in the Hijri calendar, sorry, it'll be 2122. In the Rumi calendar, it'll be 2129. So he's like, look, it's not a definite prediction because nobody knows the time of doom in a strict manner. So again, hedging his bets, but... I'm guessing December 31st, 2021. 2129. 21, 29. Then we got September 30th, 2239, because the Talmud says that the Messiah will come within 6,000 years of the creation of Adam. Which Adam? Is it Adam Lambert? Is it uh, Adam? Uh, what are some famous Adams? Um, Adam Sandler? Is it uh, Adam Driver? I mean there's there's a bunch of different Adams. Adam West? Cuz if it's Adam West, that was, you know, he was born in like forever ago. I mean, he sadly passed away. Um Adam Scott from Parks and Rec? I mean, you got to be specific. Is it the Adam? Cuz you never said the Adam. You just said the Creation of Adam. The world may be destroyed, maybe destroyed 1000 years later. So, he says 2239 and then just Picked September 30th out of a hat? I mean, he never really says how he got twenty-two. Uh, September 30th part of 2239. I don't know. I don't know. All righty. So that's a whole lot of people who got a whole lot wrong. A whole lot of people that, according to the rules of apocalypse predicting, you only get one. Now, this made me wonder. Has every religion done an end-of-the-world prediction? How long have people thought the world was going to end? Turns out, pretty much since the beginning. That's right. The oldest prediction is from the year 66. That's right. 66. They got 66 years into this shit, and they were like, you know what? This is enough. The world's going to end, right? It's going to end about now. We've gone as far as we can. Nope, we didn't, thankfully. As you know, in case you didn't know, we survived the year 66. But then they take a little breather, the year 365, so we had a good run there for a little bit, and then they were like, this shit's gotta end, we've been doing this for 365 years, how long can we keep it up, nope, we are still fine, and the fun thing is that I don't see the same name three or four times, these are all different people, 482 they thought it was gonna end, 500 they thought it was gonna end, 793, 800, 806, 847, 92, Uh, 995, the year 1000, again, because it was a millennium. Every millennium, you got to freak out a little bit. And boy, howdy, did they do it back then? Pope was even like, this shit's going to end. Riots happened all over the pat, all over the world. People, like, headed to Jerusalem. Like, they thought, oh, my God, it's the year 1000. Nope, it's fine, people. Millennium, don't, if you're basing... Your end of the world on a millennium—you don't get to do it. You don't get to choose a date. Sorry. Next, that's another rule on this list that somebody I hope is taking notes and writing all these rules down. Um. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of people there. Now let's go to a little like paranormal news in the middle of this. It's back from 2017, but how religions predicted the world will end in 2017. CNN did an article about it, and um. A lot of them are like weird cult people-y dudes that were like, I can tell you how the world's going to end. But they said the Aztecs, they thought the world would end by a never-ending solar eclipse. Boop, sun just goes out, it's nighttime now. That's fun for a little while, but after a while, no crops, no nothing, we all going to die. The Hopi Indians, the Native Americans, the Hopi tribe, they predicted the world will be covered with iron snakes, stone rivers, and a giant spider's web. The seas will turn black and a huge blue star will crash into the planet. Wow, Hopi, you guys got dark quick. Iron snakes. It could be trains. Trains look like iron snakes. We got those now. Stone rivers. I mean, it could be like walls, big walls, big like, you know, aqueducts and shit. We got those now. Giant spider webs. Well, if you go to Google Earth and you back out enough and you look at like you know mass transit and highways and shit looks like a giant spider web all right let's keep going the seas will turn black and eh, we're not there yet a huge blue star will crash into the planet again not there yet so we got some of them Hopi, you're on the right track hopefully you're not hopey you're not right Ooh, that was a bad joke uh the norse that's right the vikings they said the world will die in an all-destroying battle between the gods Yep, got to love them. Sounds about right. Hinduism. There is no prophecy on how the world will end in Hindu thought, but most Hindus believe the world, the universe, goes through a sequence of cyclical eras. You know what? Good on them. That sounds about right. Buddhism. Uh, The the degeneration of human society. Yeah, well, we are already there, Buddhists. Good luck. Um, The... Zoroastrianisms. The Zoroastrians believe the world will be devoured by fire, after which sinners will be punished for three days and then forgiven. The fuck is that? If your God, if you believe in a God and in it, your God's like, hey, little motherfuckers, I'm going to light this earth on fire for three full days. You guys are going to burn, but then I'll forgive you. It'll be okay. No, that's a messed up God. Uh, I'm not on board with that one. No, thank you. Put me down for no, thank you on that checklist. Uh, Let's see. uh, The Jewish exiles will gather in Israel, the dead resurrected, and all of humanity will live in a redeemed world. Well, I mean, except for the the zombie part of it. Sure, let's do that. Christianity. They say the world will be marked by a uh, complete unraveling of society. Checklist. We're already there. Including widespread calamity and war, the righteous will be raptured and directly lifted into heaven. Yep, float on, uh, Mormons. They all say that uh, Jesus Christ will return to Earth in Missouri. Has he been to Missouri? Because I've been. Look, if you're if you live in Missouri, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. There's not a lot in Missouri. I can't even imagine the people that live in Missouri is like, oh, man, Missouri is the pl- You Have you been to Missouri? There's the What this is the place to be? But Jesus will return to Earth in Missouri, and believers will be assigned to one of three heavenly kingdoms. So make sure you check your heavenly kingdom assignment. Don't uh, cheat off somebody else. You know, you got to get your own heavenly kingdom assignments. All righty, let's go to things to do in Missouri. What's the best 15 things to do in Missouri? Uh, the best 15 things to do in Missouri, Branson, Missouri. Okay, moving on about the end of the world. Um, let's see, who else? Is there anybody else? Nope, that's it. That's it? No, it's just 10 of 12. Where's the next one? Oh, there we go. Islam. Islam said that God will assess humanity by the annihilation of all life, resurrection, and judgment. The end days will be marked an era where good eventually triumphs over evil. So we're going to win. Yay, we win. We win, everybody. Good on us. And finally, Rastafarianism. They say that uh, Selassie will return for the day of judgment and bring home those taken from Africa, Africa through the slave trade, heralding an era of peace and harmony at Mount Zion in Africa. Again, seems pretty damn positive. I'm all for that one, too. All right, so there's some... Cra- Ram, I'm talking about the end of the world. Is it happening outside? If not, hold on. I love you, but hold on. Um. So a lot of people say, you know, there's, there is not going to be any end of the world without an Antichrist, Kurt. What about that? To that I say... Okay, well, let's talk about an Antichrist. Here are some rules for the Antichrist. Apparently, there are rules. And I got to say, wouldn't the first rule for an Antichrist, the first thing an Antichrist would do would be to break the rules. So I don't know how, but apparently there are rules for the Antichrist. So see if this list applies to you. And who knows? You just might be the Antichrist. So, you know, fingers crossed, thumbs up. And if it turns out you are the Antichrist... You want to come on the show and talk about antichristisms? Then, you know, we can. All First of all, who the antichrist is not. So this is not the antichrist. Any popular politician or celebrity that you might dislike. Not the antichrist. So just because you hate a person, you can't be like David Hasselhoff. He's the antichrist. Nope. Sorry. He's a celebrity. Not the antichrist. Merely some numeric breakdown of numbers in a name or only in part of a name. Yep, I can get behind that. I really don't understand. Like, I can get behind numerology. I really can. But if you're adding up a bunch of shit and you go, see, that could be either Tom Bosley or the Antichrist. Therefore, Tom Bosley must be the Antichrist. No, nope. Someone without deep ties or comes out of the EEC, the UN, or other European global coalition out of the Roman Empire. So basically, again, I would consider that more like a politician or somebody in politics. So if they're in politics, boom, you're you're not the Antichrist. All right, who's still with me? Are you still with me? There's still a chance you might be the Antichrist. All righty. Here's who we think the Antichrist must be. The Antichrist will sign a deal, a peace deal, with Israel, and in three and a half years, we'll break it. This is according to Daniel 9. This we're now, we're now we're looking at stuff that has been written down in biblical testaments and what, shit like that, basically the Bible, but all, all kinds of Bibles. So that's, you might be the Antichrist if you've done that. He will rule over one world power, first as a man of peace, and then as a tyrannical God. But if he's ruling, then he's a politician, and you just said a minute ago... Antichrist cannot be a politician. I don't know. I'm starting to doubt this list of who the Antichrist must be that I got off of Reddit online. I'm beginning to think that it's not the definitive guide of who or what the Antichrist is. But let's keep going. General consensus that no one is able to make war with him and succeed because of Revelations 13.4. So basically, if you go to war with somebody and you can't succeed, he just might be the Antichrist. Um, He will have no desire for women. Many believe a world leader could never be openly homosexual, but it is undeniable that it is a celebrated trait, according to Daniel 1137. Or could just be a woman, and she's interested in men. It doesn't have to be homosexual. Where'd you get that? Come on, you're reading shit into this. Again, strike two for this list. He will be more attractive than the average man, according to Daniel 720. Ooh. I might just be the Antichrist. I'm not political. I'm not in politics. Not a celebrity. Um, I do have desire for women, but, you know, that's not saying much. uh, I've never lost a war. So, you know, I'm still on this list about being an antichrist. He will be unreligious like previous generations. He will show no love for God, religion, or self-containment. Ooh, self-containment. All right, I'm still on that one. Just let's hold on to the self-containment part. That's according to Daniel 1137. He will be considered a genius at all of the world's problems, economics, politics, war. You just said you can't be in politics. Come on, guys. Look, I consider myself a genius, so I'm still on the list. He will have an inconspicuous rise to power that few will notice in the beginning. And it'll be very quick. Ooh. Like, say, just some random podcaster and the podcast slowly, very slowly, very, very slowly is taking off. All right. Still on the list. He will most likely have a close partner or a colleague, like Stitch or Rum. That's according to Revelations 19.20. Israel will accept him as their Messiah. Okay. You know what? If that happens... I'm going to say thank you, but no thank you. So Israel, if there's like some like award show where you choose people as your Messiah, I I, no Thank you. Thank you. But no, thank you. It's just nice to be nominated. And finally, the Antichrist probably won't know they are the Antichrist. Huh? I don't think I'm the Antichrist. But then again, I guess I wouldn't know if I'm the Antichrist. All right, well, how'd you guys do? Are any of you still still surviving on that list of who can and can't be the Antichrist? If you are, again, let me know because I think it might be a ratings boost if I can have the Antichrist on my podcast. So, you know, I'm, again, I'm just thinking for future episodes, episodes after the 200th episode. I'm going to need some more content. So thinking out of the box. All righty, of course, you know, you can't talk about predictions without bringing up Nostradamus. So what did he say? Well, before I get to that, let's do a couple of his 2021 predictions first to see how he did last year to see if we should even care. Well, he predicted a zombie apocalypse, global famine, and the death of a great leader sparking World War III. Nope. So let's not take a whole lot of, um, let's, let's take a grain of salt to what he thinks will happen with the end of the world. But he says... And I'm sorry for some of you because you're going to you're gonna be here to see it and tell me if I'm wrong. Nostradamus, he predicts the end of the world will happen in the year 3797. You know, I think I'm okay from that. I think I'm safe on that one. Again, if I'm immortal, it eh, will kind of suck. But even I think if you're immortal and the end of the world happens, you're still immortal. Like if the Earth blows up or cracks apart or an asteroid hits it you're still immortal. Wouldn't you just be like floating around in space until you land on another planet and you keep on living there? So I think I'm okay. All right, let's get into what random people think about the end of the world. Well, good old Reddit says, you know, the world ended a while ago. We're just along for the ride until it ends. Yeah, I can get behind that. Or, Asteroid impact. It's the only real thing that would be incapable of doing anything about at this point. They'd have the potential for 100% population loss. Even runaway greenhouse gases or an ice age plunge likely won't kill everyone. But an asteroid impact will kill us all. Uh, This one is from eight years ago. They said, biowarfare or a global pandemic. I don't like that one. Don't like that one. Also from eight years ago. Honestly, I think it'll end from either extreme pollution or an epidemic that spreads too fast to prepare for. Again, I do not like. Too close to reality. Thank you. This next one says, failure to launch. We use up resources on hand. and have no way to build the infrastructure to take us to the stars. Or Lucifer's hammer. A comet takes us out before we get off this rock. But as we know, comet, nope. Asteroid, sure, I'll keep that on the list. But comet, nope, off the list. Or encounters with a superior alien civilization. Perhaps we even have been colonized. We're insignificant to them. They take us over and they kill us. Sure, why not? You know what? If that was going to happen, it would have happened already. So I'm not going to worry about that one. This next one says, Slowly by slowly, humanity will start using technology to upgrade us. Got a bad heart? Install this piece of metal and pump the blood for you. Can't see very well? Here's an eye. Zoom into everything. It'll continue on and on until we truly won't be human anymore, but rather a half-human, half-robot. Around this time, something will go wrong. Perhaps a virus will spread throughout the software or whatnot, leading to the destruction to anyone with even remotely human qualities left, leaving only robots to rule whatever is left of the earth. That's dark, man. Whatever you're smoking, take the opposite. Go into a dispensary and say, I want the opposite of this one because that shit is too dark for you. Um, the one I have my money on, and it's been brought up a few times on Reddit, the one that I have my money on. here you go. Here is Kurt's prediction. I'm not gonna give a date because that one I'm wrong. I don't get another date, but I'm just gonna give you a general how I think the world is gonna end. a Yellowstone super volcano eruption. I honestly think if anything that is on the list of possibilities, it's that. yeah, an asteroid, sure. That shit hits planets all the time. Put that on the list. But my money is on a Yellowstone super volcano eruption. There's signs if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, and it's a dark rabbit hole to go down, but there are signs that shit's kind of heating up there anyway, right now, already. That's that scary? That was depressing as hell, right? <laughs> I'm not even going to go through anymore because it just kept getting me more and more depressed. But... Should you be worried? Well, let me wrap it up by saying this. I see it one of two ways. Either the world doesn't end, and by that I mean us dumb monkeys with nukes don't kill each other, and I just kind of carry on with my life, or the world does end, which means I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Now, either way, I consider it kind of like a win-win, so there's no point in worrying about this kind of stuff. Especially when there are real worries out there, big and small. Frankly, I spend enough of my time worrying about dumb things I said years ago at a party to ever focus on the big stuff. So, if you're out there and if you're worrying about the end of the world, all that does is just waste your time. It takes away from you being able to enjoy life. When, or if it happens, won't matter anyway because we'll all be dead. It's not like you worrying about the end of the world will stop the end of the world or stop that asteroid from hitting us or stop Yellowstone from erupting. So, why worry? If you take anything else away from this episode and this podcast, really, I hope it's this. Here's what I've learned in 199 episodes. And I try and try and try to really kind of do this be nice. Just be nice. The world needs more nice. If you listening to this podcast makes you happy or you listening to a band makes you happy, then do that. If it's not hurting any person or animal, then do it. Just be nice. Spread niceness, especially in the way the world is right now. I'm going to go down like a deep rabbit hole, I guess. Um, The way the world is right now, it's very easy to be depressed and to be despondent and to think the bad guys are winning. But the bad guys don't win if we're nice. If we stick together, if nice people stick together, bad can't win. So go outside, take a walk, pet a dog. Just enjoy what you love and don't worry about if it's cool or not. If you love something and it doesn't hurt anybody or anything, then it's good. And just enjoy it. One thing I wish I would have done when I was a kid is I wish I wouldn't have said, like, oh, I don't like that band because they're not cool. Fuck that noise. You like Britney Spears? Good on you. Like Britney Spears. She's got some good fucking music. Dave Grohl was like, I don't give a shit. I like disco. If you don't like it, you're fucking wrong because disco's good. Don't let someone say something's not cool and then you don't like it because someone said it's not cool. If you like it and it's not hurting anybody, fuck it. Just enjoy it. Do what makes you happy. Like this podcast. This podcast makes me happy. I have connected with so many cool, nice people, so many non-judgmental people that I can't even begin to say how much I love this experience. What should have been just me in front of a microphone talking and nobody listening has snowballed into friendships and fans around the world. People in other countries that don't speak English are enjoying my podcast and telling me thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank special shout out to Anybody listening. Thank you. You have made my world a better place. And I can't thank you for it. The love that you guys showed me. When Stitch passed. Got me through it. Absolutely incredible. Can't thank you enough. One more episode. Until the giant. Extravaganza. That will be the 200th episode. So. Don't worry about the little things and don't worry about these big things like the end of the world. Cause again, if the world ends, it doesn't matter if you worried about it or not. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know it was a little bit different, but, uh, again, it's just something that is always there in the background and pops up everybody every now and then in news or, you know, someone will talk about it or they'll make a movie about it that, uh, who cares? just have some fun, have a good life, enjoy the things you enjoy. Again, as long as it's not hurting anybody, fuck it, enjoy it, live it, love it. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Samick, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. You all stay safe, you all stay sane, you all stay happy. Enjoy what makes you happy. Má hým sěm, s nejáždý